Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, baby. And of course, it has been that weekend, the weekend where the clash of the Titans happened. Newcastle versus Man United. No, Stan, not that one. Not quite <laughs> that one. But two big teams went at it this weekend. Manchester City and Liverpool at Anfield. Only place to start. We'll start with Jim. Hello. Why did you throw a coin at Pep? He just he, I thought he was begging for money on the sidelines. Ah, he could use a few quid. Apparently it was £2.50 he got, so... Really? I, mean, I wouldn't be complaining. Times are hard. It's a year's wage over there, man. Yeah. Pretty arrogant to um, throw away £2.50, if you ask me. No. Uh, but no... Is the king in charge now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to put the actual game cook... I don't. Um, you don't. Fair, fair enough. No, I, I do. I don't either. To be fair. <laughs> no, you do. You do because there, there was times in the game where City did turn it on for spells, and prior to the match, Anthony Taylor did say to Pep and um, and to Jurgen Klopp that I'm going to let some stuff go, lads, uh, the way it should be, and yeah. something he probably should have let go, but then like put a magnifying glass on it with slow motion replay. So yeah. Well, you know, we'll start off with. But I'll, I'll, I guess City played and Liverpool played before we get into the the controversies of VAR. Um, wasn't that impressed with City to be fair? Um, and looking back, I don't think it's a game where they played well enough to win at Anfield. Um, I thought the more classic Pep in a big game tried to control an away crowd rather than do what City have been doing for the past so many weeks and. Liverpool are really vulnerable right now. We've seen what Arsenal did to them when they kind of just went at them, played like Arsenal played all season. They didn't really throw up any tactical surprises. Pep started four central midfielders. Um, I mean, I was watching my dad and we could both see straight away, like De Bruyne's been so good the last few weeks, especially in the league. He just wasn't even getting the ball. Um, he was out wide, wasn't even getting involved. He was getting pissed off, he said. He was throwing his arms around when he wasn't getting... It like passed him through the lines as such. And... Then when he did get the ball, I feel like because he wasn't involved in the entire like game plan, it was more like Gundogan and Bernardo in the middle, and I don't know we didn't do much attacking. So Woody Brown, when he got the ball, he just had to force a pass in there, and a few times he sticked it at the top, and Harlan did cause problems just by being there. The ball was even good half the time. Um, so yeah, when you look to the first back line, Gomez died there, and Milner was at right back. Robertson's just come off from injury. And, sit, and yeah, they defended well. I thought Milner played really well, and uh, Gomez and Van Dijk, yeah, they played well, but. I don't think City asked enough questions of them because we've seen in the past few weeks when attackers have asked questions of them players this season they've not had the answers and City didn't um, Foden should have been running at Milner the entire game and it happened maybe twice in 90 minutes Grealish has been excellent for City one of them players who could have definitely exploited that left hand side um, that City liked to go down we've seen down when we played United um, straight away City just went down that side with Grealish and Bernardo would overload and Haaland would like split off to that side sometimes I thought City could have done more of that so that was pretty disappointing yeah I was just looking at it only one sub made by Pep Stan do you reckon he did enough to change obviously the way it was going obviously like Jim said City weren't at the best creatively so to use one sub's a bit was it Mares? it was Alvarez I believe it was Alvarez 88 minute or something like that Yeah, it was too late. I mean, I didn't watch it. I was I listened to it on the radio in the car, very old fashioned. Um, and it sounded like the first half there wasn't a lot in it, and then second half it, it came to life. But um, I mean, I don't know whether Guardiola 
did one of his famous uh, not overthinking but changing things when you know in a big game when it probably didn't need to be changed that threw De Bruyne off who's, who's been as good this season as he has you know in probably any other season at the start I don't, I don't know whether changing that might have Ham City, I mean, in, in hindsight, it probably did because they lost. But um, Liverpool, I did think they'd be up for it. I did think they'd lose. I didn't think it would be like a, a 6-3 against United where it would be, you know, stupid amount of goals and City up at 4-0 at half-time. I did think it'd be tight. But Liverpool do tend to do really well against City. They're always up for it, especially at, at Anfield. Uh, and, they, they, you know, they tend to love that, that open game that City kind of provide. And, and obviously the goal came from... Cancelo uh, being one-on-one well him and Salah not one-on-one and and obviously the mistake happening and Salah was through but um, I mean I was listening and and the um, disallowed Foden goal uh, obviously there was just shouting and Foden's followed it in and whatever couldn't really tell what was going on and then the commentator said oh I think this is going to be ruled out there's a foul. There's a foul on Allison. Was it? I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't watching. Did they say Allison had control? And then one person. There was three in the studio. One said it, it was a foul. Agreed with the commentator, and the other two said there's no chance it was a foul. And then they actually pulled it back for a Fabinho foul, which they didn't even mention. So <laughs> it seemed a bit of a shit show from when I was listening on the radio. And then obviously, have you seen the foul? Salah scored. Yeah, I have. It basically looked like Fabinho was falling over to me. He lost balance yeah. and. He's very lucky that Haaland, you know, uh, grabbed a bit of his shirt because I think if he if he didn't pull his shirt, no no fault of Haaland's own. He's just very physical. I think like he's that. doing it for balance as well, Haaland. He probably you know, is. Just yeah. from an actual. Like, I think he's very lucky yeah, that yeah. they watched a replay and they've gone. Well, he has got the shirt. I think if he doesn't touch his shirt, they just think Fabinho's falling over. At that speed over. as well. But they've given him the yeah. benefit of the doubt there that the shirt's been pulled. Well, maybe he would have kept balance and, and you know. He, he really he really did annoy me. Um, I think if you look logo. yeah if if you look at it in. If like, you didn't watch the game, if you just look at like that clip, like whatever, thirty seconds long clip of what happened with Fabinho and Haaland, if you look at it in the year file, you can kind of go, yeah, fine. He's kind of grabbing his shirt a little bit. Um, you, there's not too much of an issue with it, but then it's two like big lads in the center of the pitch. It's a fifty-fifty. Haaland just got the better of him. Um, but if you actually watched how he ref the game. Up until that point, I actually thought I Anthony Taylor was doing really well. Um, I mean, as a gambler who bought bookings, it was not very good because he was letting like any tackle that you thought well, that could be foul, he just was letting it go. But that's good in these big games because sometimes we can get these big games, and it's just it's just shit to watch. There's too many little fouls that ref ruins it. And apparently, like Cook said before, well, it's not apparently that's what happened because Pep and Klopp both said it that he said to both managers, "I'm going to let some things go. Listen, like we're not going to." be filing for a fin and there was loads of like stuff he go oh, he's not give that uh, well fair play but he's for both sides as well because I was watching brothers Liverpool fan and he was saying like foul and I was going shut up and then I was going foul and he was going shut up like it's one of them kind of games so then to have that for like an hour and then as soon as there's a goal we're like re-referring the, the situation like it's just it, one it's not what VAR's for like, it's not meant to re-referee Think it's not it's not a clear and obvious foul, is it? I don't think Liverpool fans can argue that. It's not clear um, and obvious because it's under his armpit, and you do well to see it. Isn't yeah, it? and it's yes. just it's just one of them like, and then from that point he just lost the entire he just lost the crowd he lost the control of the game from that. Um, it's almost like he's not a very good referee. Well, yeah, we, we don't have any good we don't referees. Have any. Do we? In fairness, especially him, he's one of the worst. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah. it, it just seems he like these big games. It seems like he, he, does, he does seem like every time we go to Anfield, it's not every year it happens and we don't and we don't get it. Um, 
so yeah, that was really annoying, especially in a game where we wasn't playing well. Like I, I, I can I can kind of hold my hands up and go, listen, like a bit now I've calmed down. I've gone, see, we weren't good enough to win there, but. Really, if that was, it's, it's a big game in it, and you were yeah, enough for a it, point. We, oh yeah, we did. We didn't deserve to lose because Liverpool won on a mistake by Cancelo at the end. Um, like realistically, the only chances they got was was fucking up. But that could have been that was the difference really. And you also our Arsenal beat Liverpool um, a few weeks back. They got free decision go their way. Yeah, it's kind of the difference somehow. Yeah, so that was it's, annoying. It's it's consistency. It's like you say, you can't let loads of things go, and then because there's a goal at the end of it, you pull it back for the tiniest thing. I mean, it's just it's something we've said for for refs all the way through the season. Even from I mean, the, the, when Liverpool beat Newcastle in the last minute, I mean, okay, there's three extra minutes added on, and. The count, everybody wants that because how annoying is it when you want to win and the team's time wasted but how often do they actually add the time wasted onto yeah, exactly. the added time they don't so you can't just do it as a one off and go well they should have well yeah they should have but they, that's one in literally every season where they might add the extra time on so it's that where they kind of do the consistent in one thing and then there's one I would say minor thing in terms of that but it's it's a big detail it's the difference between Newcastle drawing or losing at Anfield, it's a difference between City winning or losing at Anfield. It's that extra time added on that they've not bothered with in any other game, or it's the tiny foul that they've not bothered with for the rest of the game. It's just frustrating. I actually said that as well during the game about consistency. It wasn't about the time added on, but it's about the referee was refing it. Cause I was at half time talking. I was going. I actually like the way he's ref this. Um, my bet's dead, but it's been a good. It's been a good game in terms of we've not been watching fouls all the time. But then I was saying, but they're going to play in the Champions League next week, and it's going to be a completely different sport. And then my brother was going to kind of go, yeah, but you can expect that in Europe, can you? And I was going, well, we do expect it just because how that's what we've been fucking given. But I mean, as a player, like how are you meant to play in that situation? Like how are you meant to know if you're coming or going? Like you kind of have to like feel it out for the first <laughs> half now what the ref's going to do, which just doesn't seem right anyway, does it? Really, we should know. Yeah. How the game's do you know what I mean? How the game's yeah. gonna go. Like one week a foul would be a foul and that just won't be given the it's entire not, game. The yeah. next week it will be and it's like, well what the fuck what, what it's do I do? It's stupid. Um, it's, uh, it's just daft. It's it's just yeah. The blind yeah. leading the blind. We've yeah. spoken about it, it so often. Yeah, I mean and I'm not gonna complain about the lows because I thought Liverpool were were pretty good to be fair for some of the form we've seen over recent weeks. The they kind of, I think Neville mentioned it as well that they kind of adapted more of like an underdog mentality which they did the fans were getting behind it and they was kind of just defence first and it can be a bit of a turning point for them I know they've got a lot of injuries I don't think they'll challenge for the title as such I don't think they'll like push on and win like 14-15 games in a row like they have been doing the past few seasons because priority, I think. they've just met Jaws missed for a, a long time and I know Diaz is out as well uh, both out of the World Cup yeah they, they get, they're getting too many injuries I think but Salah was really good it was his best game all season and he's been poor since January yeah it um, and he he was put up front weirdly and he, he just I, I've watched the pool a few times this year and thought where the fuck Salah and then he's dragged him off and you think he's dragging Salah off but then you watch and go well he has done fuck all he just stood outside on the right doing nothing like against Arsenal for example when he got dragged off he was doing nothing out there and he was against Tommy Asu who's I have played this season but up front when he's involved he causes problems because for his size He's a strong lad, and there's sometimes where Ruben Diaz, where I thought he had a poor game, he was getting too close to Salah, and I was just playing Salah's hands. He was almost like Al Lukaku, likes to like back up a defender. Salah's like um, spinning him. Yeah, he's, he's a bit. 
deceive him when you look at how tall he is but he's a strong lad and yeah. I thought it could be a turning point for him and, and for Liverpool as well he is yeah I mean Liverpool's a tough place to go I mean it always has been I remember when United were winning title after title I'd be happy with the draw there because like you said when the crowd gets behind the team underdog or not it's 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 very hard no matter how good you are to you know I mean you saw Barca there the other year when you yeah. know they got beat was it 4-0 with, with still one of the, the great Barca teams that was still kind of hanging around so and they beat 3-0 the week before yeah and, and it, it, it can happen so uh, it's one of those things City you know if you're going to lose a game it's probably going to be Anfield away and it's the only game they've lost so far this season but uh, we've spoken about Pep and we've spoken about the refs but we've not spoken about the Klopp and the refs so mm. uh, they're going to look into it just to check whether he really did <laughs> square up to the linesman and scream in his face just to make sure whether it is worth a ban uh, Cook, any thoughts on that? I have, I have seen that. Um, I just think, Mr. Klopp, you're an idiot. It's about time, though. And I'm not saying that from a, oh, he always does it, but he genuinely always does do it. Yeah. And it's against, like, it's not even against United or the big teams. He'll do it in, like, the small games. Because you can tell he's fucking fuming because his jaw does that thing where one point's fucking did, right and one goes left. Did you see the BBC's tweet? The picture of him and the picture of him where he did it. When he's squaring up to the lines. Have you seen when he's Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of glorified, yeah. Yeah, he put the two pictures together and they did oh, like a, a love back, back, <coughs> back to his, yeah, yeah. Back to, like, yeah Throw that. back for Klopp and all that. Klopp's yeah. found his passion back. Yeah. Like, that's what's meant to happen. Where his yeah. jaw's fucking thing. spinning because he's spitting at the linesman yeah. because he's not got a foul or something. Oh, oh brilliant. But no, so yeah. the, the fact that they've gone, oh, well, we're going to look into it. When was it Jesse Marsh, like, kind of ran at a fourth official and shouted and he got a one match ban that yep. was it done it kind of shows that big team bias but there's Tuchel no got, way Tuchel got banned earlier Tuchel yeah season. and Conte didn't yeah Conte uh, never got banned yeah, for, for them both doing basically the exact same thing yeah there's no way but it's yeah. about time with Klopp because I believe this is his first time where he is actually going to well, be well the amount of times I've seen Klopp run up to like a fourth official and like kind of belly bounce him and start shouting at him and nothing ever happens and let's be honest if that was, sorry, Jim, if that was someone else imagine what he'd be saying yeah. Oh yeah, he'd be, he'd be going the back. little fish that Liverpool are, remember, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. can't compete and. Uh, oh, yeah. I won't get into that. Yeah, um, so it's not like they've just well. Yeah, yeah. We're not I, I won't get into it. a team who said pre-season they've got the best manager, best fans, right back. best right back, left back, keeper, centre back, centre midfielder, best striker, best atmosphere yeah, in the world. Um, can't compete anyway. We don't. I've never seen this happen, right? Where a manager's been sent off. Birmingham moves one 0 down. It's the 85th minute. We was on the attack and the ref blew up. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And what the yeah, fuck? I've seen that as well. And why did that, that happen? Somebody tweeted that, yeah. We was literally, we, I think we just got the ball in our yeah. line and De Bruyne was running down, yeah, yeah. like 30 yards from goal, and the ref blows up and they run into the side. I think, what the fuck's going on? He sent Klopp off, and I'm thinking, lad, we've got five minutes left. <laughs> like, I know we've been shitty, but that went to the goal. Went to the goal. But yeah, why did that have to happen? Yeah, I've never seen that before. No, never mind. It's like it's not like um, it's a player where you be like, <laughs> okay, this is inherently needs to stop where one team needs to be one less. Yeah, but it's not like oh, it's a red for a player and you have to go right after stop exactly. it. It's a red. Exactly. You can let it go and then so jog weird. back to Klopp and go, that's a red because I saw, I saw you fucking square up to him when they were on the attack. And we're all wearing earpieces and he's literally. I've just heard you. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard him through the fucking. Well, so Liverpool. Beat City, City only got one loss. Uh, yeah. Another team that's only got one loss, Cook. The Mighty Gooners, the Arsenal. 1 0 to the Arsenal, as a fam- famous chant goes, and it was 1 0 to the Arsenal at the weekend with a 1 0 win over Leeds, Pacayo Saka with a goal. Um, is it nine wins from 10? Yeah, it is, yeah. 27 points. That's right. They've only lost to one team. Uh, can't remember who that was. 
can't really. Uh, <laughs> it was Manchester United. New and New and Cook, when do we um, take Arsenal? Not when do we take them seriously? When do they seriously become title challengers this season? Or do they even become serious title challengers this season? I mean, in their own minds, the the, the title considerations for them started when they started doing all this good business and it's good to be optimistic but you've also got to be realistic Arsenal fans and realistically City is still going to win the league in my opinion and I think top three given the start that you've had so far Arsenal fans is definitely a realistic possibility but I think you you should almost consider that underdog mentality and adopt it and and the problem is you're putting all this pressure on yourselves with a team that's very much in its early stages and like I said, if you get top four, build from it. But I just think it's definitely a bridge too far for the title. And I think that Manchester City is is it's their title. And I just think Arsenal don't have enough to compete. Yeah, I was talking about this today. I was saying, I was thinking. I was I was saying to a lot of work. I was saying, when do we take Arsenal seriously? Because I'm not ready to yet. Like they're obviously seriously a good team. But I mean, as in these could win the title. I'm not ready to take that. I'm not ready to say that yet. Um, they obviously started with a really easy schedule um, after like a good run at Palace it was like like Bournemouth Southampton Leicester whatever it was it was the, like the worst teams in the league and then as soon as they played someone that has got a good record against Fulham they played United yeah look like Villa Fulham <laughs> Bournemouth Leicester like realistically they're four of the five worst teams in the league maybe other than Fulham who they've got lucky to win that game because I remember watching that um, and then United beat them like by two goals and you kind of thought that's back to Arsenal but then since that United lost they've had some good wins they've gone away to Brentford and, and wiped the floor and they wiped the floor with Spurs they beat Liverpool yeah with Liverpool so they got a few decisions but they still went and beat Liverpool with 4-3-2 and then they've just gone um away at Leeds who it's, it's not a place to go this season they only, they only lost once um, obviously beat Chelsea 3-0 early on the, early on in the year and Leeds could have won it from what I hear and from what I've seen and Bamford missed a lot of chances but it's still Arsenal get the points and it's kind of like is it their season? Um, we don't know I feel like it's one of them where Arsenal have done this for the past two years under our test round they were they've got up to the last few games of the season and they can see like the end site of fourth which what has been their aim plus two seasons and then they've just dropped off and like Spurs or like someone will come will that happen this season will they be say for example we're six points six games away from the season and Arsenal what four clear of City right now and say that's the scenario six six games to go in the season would you back Arsenal to hold on because City aren't losing you know what City are like back end of the season yeah me the, personally these business no. end of the season Arsenal they're kind of thinking every game's a cup final like what the yeah. fuck it's like, and that can only and that can only last so long you see like the smaller teams adopt that towards the end of the season where every every game is a cup final and mentally that does take a toll on you and I think the World Cup being at a point where it is is a massive factor in Arsenal's bid for the title because City are very copy and paste plug and play whereas like, like I stated earlier Arsenal are nowhere near the finished product yeah they're playing some really nice football and they're picking up results where they should but this is the Premier League and a couple of things can happen a couple of injuries Jesus gets injured and Zinchenko who is already injured for them and that could be a, a problem straight away the goals dry up you fall out of the top four 
and let's be real Arteta last year should have got top four it, it was a bottle from Arsenal because the position they were in they should have easily had it they had they, no Europe yeah exactly no Europe Spurs United had changed managers and Chelsea was in Europe as well both yeah. going for that did, same did, position did they go to like Leicester and Palace and like didn't score a goal and that was yeah. quite yeah. important games for yeah. um, and they've addressed issues like I said they've addressed issues Zinchenko's an improvement Jesus is an improvement they're getting a tune out of Martinelli and Saka but again this can only last so long because of, of where they are and I think like I said a couple of injuries to Arsenal and I think that comes crashing down very fast it mix that in with Europa League Azusa's <coughs> got, got an injury in him as well yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the big one's that front four I think it's keeping all them together because I think the drop off after any of them come out is, yeah. is, is, is big I mean I know Odegaard's not Norway aren't going are they but you'd expect Jesus uh, to go obviously Saka will go for England well G- Jesus the same. he's not been picked in the last three squads You'd yeah, but Martinelli. But with Richarlison going off on crutches, was it last night or the night yeah, before? Yeah, maybe you'd he's expect, in yeah, you'd, Matt, yeah, you'd expect them both to go out. I know they weren't in the last squad, but maybe that was a bit You're of right, a, though. keep going and prove yourself to me, and let's be honest, they have. So you, you'd, you'd imagine they go, and I think it's that front four, especially Jesus yeah. as a And Saliba. Because Saliba will yeah, go he, as well, yeah. He, he, no, I mean, um, he's important. Like, they can't, oh, he's massively They can't important. lose him because he steps in and he's become. The almost the void that Koscielny left, but on a lesser scale because ball playing centre half in oh, with someone good. and he's an immediate star. Got a very good relationship with Gabriel as well. He's he? a good player. He's a really good player, and um, I think a couple more, especially in midfield for Arsenal, and and they do become a title challenger. They're not yeah. far off. The thing is with Arsenal, it, it takes a squad to win a title. And they haven't got it in, in terms of they've got a good squad, but in terms of. You know, City at the moment, and and you know the Liverpool thirteen fourteen that they had for the last few years. It it isn't close. Um, Could even be what, argued that they get weaker when they make subs. Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, the one thing I will say though is I, I'd just say, just enjoy where you're at now, rather than you know, because compared to the start that they had last season, it, it, it is chalk and cheese. Was it? They'd lose the first three or four without scoring yeah. a goal or something. Yeah. So the fact that you're ten games into the season and, and you know you've won nine of your league games. Just enjoy where you are now because if you get ahead of yourself and start thinking, well, we need to go and win the title now and you end up finishing fourth, then you're just going to disappoint yourself and, and for what reason, really? You've got to stay realistic. But, um, I mean, for me, they aren't because I remember in you know a, a couple of seasons ago, United were top of the league at the end of January and City ended up winning the league by about 10 points. So I'm not going to say Arsenal are title challenges now when I didn't really see United as it and we were late January. Uh, I think City ended up going on a 20 game winning streak in all comps or something stupid and and, and United again like I say we lost Pogba uh, I think we lost Eric Bailly who was playing brilliantly at centre half and, and we uh, we ended up losing stupid games like at Sheffield United and things like that and before you know it City are 9 points clear and you're not going to claw that back come March, April so uh, like I, I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself I'd appreciate where you are at the moment and I think with the fact that they haven't finished top four in the last three seasons, I think now even the aim is still to finish top four. To see if they can win a cup on top of that. Definitely. And then last thing on Arsenal, Jim, we just mentioned it then uh, with Stan that an injury to one of the front three would just be critical for them. And as we can see, just looking at the stats here, the goals and assists are spread nicely across that front three. It's not like they're putting all their eggs in the Gabby Jesus basket. He's got five goals, three assists. Saka's got four goals, four assists. And Martin has got four goals, two assists. But they have. Like, that, that, that's what I mean they're all pulling the weight and I think if Gabriel Jesus falls out you're putting Nketiah in and, and I mean who's after yeah. 
I don't even know who the wingers are after Saka and Martinelli. Who would they even bring in? It's like Fabio Vieira, Emil Smith Rowe. I mean, yeah. the drop. And he's injured as well. He's Smith Rowe's hardly yeah. played. Vieira's hardly played. I know he scored a screamer at Brentford, but you wouldn't want any of them yeah. to drop out and have to trust him for. Odegaard can maybe do it if you had to. But again, it's not know, ideal. It's, it's not a squad. It's a, as a starting eleven, you look at it honestly. When that's when that starting eleven's all fit and you struggle to pick out any real weaknesses, but yeah. you lose two or three of them and you know you bring in some players. You, yeah, it's, you, you're it's, looking very. Weak. It's exciting for Arsenal fans though because like, they've, they've seen some shit really since Wenger and this is like it's a starting eleven like you say that could be anyone and oh, yeah, it, it this could. season it will be anyone very balanced like this, that front four is just it's, 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 it's probably the best attack in the league isn't it like for balance for as a unit how, how, it probably the is the form and what the, what the playing like the roles yeah, play really, really well yeah yes. it's just and the scary it, thing is they're all like what 25 yeah, and all quite young and, it, and it's good for Arteta too because he just knows who to play, don't he? He's just thinking. Well, it's just he's, his team's picked for him every single week, and it at her. Yeah. I mean, he might he might have one question at fullback, but I mean, he's two midfielders, he's two centre backs, he's keeper, he's front four, it's all picked. Yeah. Um, so probably in when he's fit, but other than that, he knows what he's playing. That's something. His consistency is really good, yeah, and they, and they seem to have balanced how to play in Europe and how to play in the league this season really well. Um, that was a question, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've, they've answered that. They've rested well. really well, and they're still. Winning every game in Europe, so the group, yeah. So pretty much these next two games before the World Cup, because they have to play this week because they're supposed to play City because uh, of the Queen's funeral. Something got PSG rearranged. rearranged yeah. yeah. So realistically, these aren't really that important games from anymore. Whereas he's kind of fell well from because they could have been playing City in midweek after a loss, and you don't want to play City after a loss, especially when they just said Jesus is hurt and Tinchenko's hurt, and it's kind of midweek, and you might have to rest some players. It would have been a good time for City to play Arsenal, is yeah, what I'm saying. Fortuitous. Whereas Arsenal, he's, he's fell from, so everything's going well for him, isn't it? Right, listeners, that tune can only mean one thing. It is, of course, the bet of the week. So, betting apps at the ready, I've got a fourfold that's going to win you some money. So, we're starting off at Nottingham Forest. Forest versus Liverpool in the early kickoff. I've got Jurgen's boys to win this game and under two and a half. Then we go to Goodison Park. Everton versus Crystal Palace. I've got both teams to score in this one. Man City host Brighton at the Etihad Stadium. I've got Man City to nil to beat Brighton. And then last but not least, Stan, I'm so sorry, Chelsea to beat Man United to nil in the half-five. So just to reiterate the bet of the week, I've got Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool. I've got Liverpool to win and under 2.5. Everton Palace, both teams to score. City at home to Brighton, got Man City to win to nil. And then last but not least, Chelsea to beat Manchester United to nil in the half-five at Stamford Bridge. And lads, what can the listeners do with that information? Can show it up the tight little lackers. Spoken about an A in Arsenal that are doing well. Let's talk about an A in Villa <laughs> who aren't doing well. I don't know. There is an A in Villa. You an A in Aston. Ooh. <laughs> Aston Marigold. Fuck. So hot. Do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Gerrard. He slips on his foot. Of course. No, that's that's Carragher in it. Slips on his fucking ass. Uh, he's not doing very well. He's no. on his fucking ass right now. He he's is. On the, he's on the ropes right now, and the bells just rang. <laughs> and, and the creep. Festus the... is stood there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jim, what do you think? Is Gerard going to be in charge after the uh, Fulham game? Well, We've got Brentford at home after this midweek game. Is that the perfect time to get a new manager in charge? Because I think they've got Newcastle and United at two games after that. 
Or do you see this period out to go again? Um, do clubs look at things like that? Would you get rid of him now? I, I think they've got a tight right, on there, especially the World Cup. I think a lot of clubs are going to be looking at, can we make it there and then we can get one in because you've got a few weeks to get a manager in, get like your club training and get him used to it. It's not like he has to come in and play like two days later. It's almost like 40 points, in it, for managers? Just yeah. get us to 40 points. Yeah, get us to the World Cup. <laughs> Just get us to the World Cup. Yeah. Like, get us to like 17 <laughs> points, 18 points for the World Cup and then we'll see what we'll do. Um, but, but no, it won't, it's the first time it won't surprise me if he if he's gone before we next record this podcast to be honest um, the book he seems to think he will um, at the time of recording Monday he's still here sorry Tuesday he's still here he's, yeah he's still here he's one to eight to be next sacked um, I lost, one bonnet a lot of stuff <laughs> going around Twitter that he might be getting sacked next but he's not got a tune out of a a good team really and it, it's it's not a bad team yeah they've, they've just had a big centre back and he got injured that's unfortunate but he's still no excuse for what they've been doing and I think when you watch him, they're very uninspiring. Um, mm. I've watched some shit football matches this year, and Villa have been involved in a lot of them. Um, <laughs> did you watch? What was it last week? Villa, Villa Forest. Did you fucking watch that? Uh, one Friday one. night. Ashley Young. They made a Forest game bad. Like Forest games are usually good because they're just shit and they just keep going goals. back and forth like basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Even Villa made it shit. Later. Um, who did Villa play? The Villa Southampton, and I think that was a Friday night game. One nil. Didn't watch that. One nil. Was that one 0 Yeah, one 0 That no, that no, was no, that was the worst game of the season. That um, was horrendous, wasn't it? But the players that they got, they got like Coutinho. When when and Norwich, she was lining yeah. up. Um, I mean, you look Kings, Watkins, both were ba- Matty Cash and Dinho is a great fullback pair. You've got Emmy Martinez in there. Jacob who, Ramsey, brilliant. Jacob Ramsey, Douglas Luiz, McGinn, what, Watkins and Ings are two players that you know, two strikers that could start for probably sixteen of the twenty Premier League clubs, or you know, something like that. Yeah. They're just not performing at all. I mean, I think it's a matter of time now until he goes because Villa, should, yeah, Villa, Villa, massively underperforming. Villa should be one of them teams in the league that they can beat anyone on the day. Oh yeah, like you, they, like a city, like hate a city, Chelsea, with a strong them. home record. Yeah. You just hate to go there. They can't, they can't go to Villa Park and go. They should be one of those teams. Game. Whereas yeah, you go to Villa Park now and you expect three points. <laughs> if you look, they've got they've got like I say. Louise, Kamara, uh, McGinn, they've got fighters in the midfield. Yeah. They've got Coutinho and Buendia on the day can create the yeah. chance keepers to win a goal. Good. Keepers very good. Keepers very Diego good. Carlos went fit. Matty Cash and Dinho are brilliant going both ways. A great little fullback purse. So they should be doing so much better. I mean, Jimmy said that they should get to 17 points. They're on nine at the moment. And they've got five games until the World Cup. So I think they'd be happy with being on 12 points before the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. And did, did you hear Gerard's you, you comments before the Chelsea game? I was saying yeah. that we, we should. Can't expect us to win. They should be battering us or something. Yeah, like. yeah it doesn't exactly inspire confidence. Diet clock. No, makes you wonder why he never won a league title, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, he was told. He was told <laughs> at the weekend. He was reminded. Um, but you, you fuck. But yeah, I don't know who's next for Villa. I know he won like Pochettino. Pochettino is the number one. I, I keep think. seeing, and I, I, he's got to rebuild his rep, hasn't he? I wouldn't hate that. I, I wouldn't hate that if I was Poch. I'd hate it if I, I think was you're him. coming back. <laughs> well, Villa, are, you know, they're a big English club, European Cup winners. Obviously, we've already spoken about how good the squad is in terms of where they should be compared to where they are. They've spent money. Diego Carlos came in in the summer. Um, Kamara was, was like free. 50 million. Kamara was free. But Augustan, somebody else was Augustan from um, his left Diego back. Diego Carlos left was back. like 50 mil. Yeah, well, Swedish guy. So they've spent money. So I think if you were... Um, if I'm Poch, I'm thinking, you know what, I can do better with this current squad. 
English English football I've done well there my style of play works well there, there as well. I'll be given time because of who I am because let's be honest top clubs aren't going to take him but if Villa have got Pochettino they're going to let him do whatever he wants because of who he is and how yeah. well he did at Spurs no, so, you're right. it'd be like a Celtic Rogers scenario he didn't, it didn't end well at PSG <laughs> He can't wait anymore. The only big club in England he'll get, I think, is probably a go at Spurs or maybe United. And Spurs will take him back because of credit in the bank and United have always liked him. But nostalgia. If he waits and it could be, what, another year, 18 months, his last job was in, what, 2021 and he's not managed. Yeah. He needs to get back on the horse soon as well, and start showing yeah. why he, he, he was such a top manager and well, why when PSG I was, brought yeah, him. When I, was in the, I was, when I was at this game at the weekend, we was in an Aston Villa pub and I was saying to some Villa fans pre-match, I was like, if you sack him, who would you want? And... You get a few like outlandish ones like Poch, da da da, like a bit unrealistic. And there was quite a, a big group who were all Sean Dyche. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, I can see it. 4 4 2 at Aston Villa. Watkins and Ings. Yeah, Watkins and Ings. And I'm thinking, maybe, because at the moment they're not hard to beat. And that's what Sean two Dyche ba- brings. Two you. banks of four with two. Two proper number nines. Yeah. Big I man, mean, little man. I mean, it helps as well when Kepper's not on steroids. I mean, that yeah. helps as well. Can we talk about Kepper? Say some nice yes, things about Yes, we can. Kepa. He's done really well, hasn't he? He played really well at the weekend. But he, he is, I think, still the most expensive keeper in the world. So. Of all time, Stan? Of all time. Well, yeah, in the, in the world of all time. So you'd expect him to have in the odd any multiverse. Um, no. Yeah, Mendy's, Mendy's fell off, hasn't he? And Kepa's come in, so fair play for him for taking his chance. And yeah. Potter's said that he will be his number one, I think, it's pretty a bit, much, hasn't it? a bit it, of a so. touchy subject, that, at the minute, because basically after the Champions League final, Mendy was after a new deal, rightly so, because um, he was yeah, bought for £16 million, and yeah. he was on about 70 grand a week. I know that's not chump change, but well, in comparison to Kepa, who's getting 180 grand a week on a seven-year deal, uh, who's just warming the bench he said Mo make it closer to Kepa's number and Chelsea said well, well no we're not prepared to do that and play, pay for two first choice goalkeepers on first choice salaries yeah. so Edouard Mendy could definitely leave Chelsea in, in the next 6-12 to 12 months and I think he was bought as a short stopgap option and there's rumours around the club at the minute that Todd's saying well if he won't sign it we've got Kepa and we could go out and get, for example, like a Mike Menon or an Emmy Martinez from Aston Villa and then have two very competitive mm-hmm. goalkeeping positions for not particularly a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But but credit to Kepper. Um, he's actually made, after this weekend now, the most saves in the Premier League out of any goalkeeper this weekend wow. and he's only played three games. Wow. That's well, ominous. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a good start and a bad start. It's a good start for him because he's yeah. saving them, but it's not a good start that he's made the most saves yeah. in three games. No, it's also, not. Also, I feel sorry for him too a little bit because Villa should have scored in this game. Because last he season should. he was getting paid 180 grand to we do nothing, and I asked to turn up. So horrible, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I mean, he, he might have playing well, but I, I 100% reckon he preferred last season. Oh, he would. Villa might have scored though if, if you had Tyrone Mings as center half. Honestly, it's flicking it up for Mason Mount. Oh. Not switch them, no. Yeah, that was awful. I mean, I was completely. Shocked. Have you seen the picture of him stood watching Mason Mount? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Just he, looks, he looks like a kid who's just told his parents that he's like been sick in the middle of the night or something. He's just stood there like the, like he's at the door. <laughs> mum, mum, I can't sleep. Just Tyrone Mings. You know what I mean? He's obviously. Yeah. Being, I'm not going guitar. No. May as well book a two month holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah take guitar. <laughs> Why not? Oh, you're not yeah. gay. Yeah, he's rubbish. He's rubbish. Keep yeah. him away from that plane, please, Gareth. Yeah, and he was actually right. at the ground by all accounts. Gareth Ooh, Southgate. Not, not so. the best. Uh, not the best then by Tyrone Mings. Yeah. But no. But circling back to the original question, Stan. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah. So just circling all the way back to if, if if Villa should sack him, if someone like Poch is available, 
I'd sack him in the next 10 minutes. Yes. Um, 100%. He should have a clear answer. In it. If, you, if, you're, if you're speaking to Poch, getting positive <laughs> signs about him wanting to come back, giving a go at Villa, uh, Gerard goes. I mean, so I'll ask you, if they did get Poch, what's the best he could do at Villa? This Not necessarily, no, no, no. Just in like, in the, over the next two, three years. A Europa League conference, would that be like, right, he's done really well, or a, tr- a trophy, or just... Consistent, good get, football. How many getting there now? Is it top seven? Seven. See, top the, the, the conference. The thing is, so you've got with four, these teams, two Europa in a conference. Get some bums in Europe now. Yeah, but the thing is now, it's it's going to be tough to get in that top seven. It's like a new club because your top six is set in it. Like yeah. the money that they spend and the money they get in, yeah. it's 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 a one-off season. Yeah. Okay, with it, but like consistently. Wolf tried. No. Wolf tried. Yeah, like we, we've seen it. Chef like, tried. But Burnley have done it as well. Yeah, but, Stam. But yeah, every single seasons. season, it's well, getting Villa squad's better than West Ham's, and it's arguably it probably yeah every, single, a lot it's there. every yeah. single season it's getting bigger and bigger the gap, and I feel like Newcastle's just going to cement themselves as a top seven. We're going to start yeah. playing the top seven, aren't we? Um, so yeah, to, to challenge seven eighth, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, well, it'd, it'd, be, be very good. it'd be very good actually. It'd be massive, even though eighth is not that high on the table. The yeah. way the Premier League is, yeah, it's, I, it's pretty good. I just think he needs to get back in, start building his right. And I think Villa are a good club. They've got a good squad. I think you can come in immediately and look at that squad. Like you say, cut. It's up there with West Ham, who've done really well yeah. a couple of seasons. So he'll be looking at that, thinking I can make an immediate improvement. And like Jim said, if Villa can get Poch, they've got to get Poch. Yeah, hundred percent. And the la- last thing. Like we mentioned, all these good players Villa have. Gerard dropped Coutinho and Buendia for this game against Chelsea to try and make them a bit more compact, and it just didn't work. Like obviously, Coutinho's not lived up to the hype since he's gone back there. He should have pulled up a lot more trees than he has. Yeah. Same with Medi Buendia for that fee, especially yeah. coming um, with yeah, the amount of talent. Record at the yeah, time, he's played yeah, played for Argentina. Thirty-five um, mil or something. He's a good player. But the thing is, when have you ever seen him play twice? Not. To, but we, it's but true. It's facts. Yeah, yeah. It's true. No matter how good he is, or like, in the he, position he, he wants to, because it seems he like plays, he plays an hour, then he's dropped, and then plays, plays twenty minutes. Then he's like he's ten, and then on the right, and then Coutinho's on the left, and then on the middle, and then it's never like this is my team. I'm going to play it for four games and see what happens. I would genuinely go and get. Dash. It's like Watkins. I, I really would. We've seen Watkins start up front. We've yeah, seen Bruce. him play on the wing. We've seen him up front. <laughs> Get Sean Dyche wouldn't be bad, but the only thing I'd say with Dyche is Dyche. Dyche. One thing I'd say, well, <laughs> if, po- if Poch is available, you get him. If Poch is yeah, not yeah. for it, Dyche. But but he's got a tarnished reputation as well. Poch. Dyche isn't the long term in terms of what he's proved at Burnley. I'd immediately you'd Dyche be like, with money though. Well, we've never seen him in exactly. Money. But it's, it's difficult to spend money correctly. It's not it's not as easy as some people think. But I trust him more than some people. I think in the immediacy you go, we're a lot more solid. We're tough to beat. Yeah, we're yeah, fighting. Daish has done really well. But I think in eighteen months you'd be going. Can we put fucking ten passes together and score a nice yeah. goal? So I think you've got to be careful what you wish for. You've got to look a little bit further forward than make it better right now. It? Well, it's Dyche the experiment. It's the experiment everybody's wanted to see. Oh, I want to see it. Get him well, United. Dyche, Dyche, <laughs> historic English club with, like you say, two strikers, which not many clubs have. In two Claret strikers of that ilk oh, in Claret of Blue. Four, four, four. And he managed Dings. Oh God! And he managed Dings. There you go. It's called full circle. Dings and Dings. Dyche for president. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome back, and it's time for the game. It's probably one that you've all been waiting for. Uh, you probably listened to us chat shit for 40 minutes or whatever. Uh, and it's a higher or lower game. Hey. Uh, so I've got two different stats, and I've got two different lists inside those stats. List A and list Lists. B. <laughs> so I'll give you the first one. I'll give you the first person. You've got to tell me whether the next person's higher or lower, and uh, we'll we'll yeah. I'll tell you who wins. So the first stat is wait. Who's going first? Wait. 
The first stat is red cards. Oh, Jim, Cook. Cook, I'll let you go first because Jim interrupted me. You can go with list A. Man has cost nothing. (laughs) So in list A, the first player is... Yes, sir. Dennis Wise with five red cards. Oh, he's a naughty bastard. He was a naughty. But did Nicky Butts get more or less than Dennis Wise? Ooh. I can still. I can't see Butt. Disclaimer. Butt. Eh? Because obviously it's red card. It's not a massive start. They are like there's only one yeah. or two between them. Unless it's Sergio Ramos. Yes, it is. Um, I'm gonna go lower for that baldy. He's higher. Bastard. Nicky Butt, six. He needs to go Turkey. Sol Campbell, higher or lower than six? I'm going to go lower. Lower, got four. Serge Aurier, higher or lower than four? Higher. Lower, two. Fellaini, higher or lower than two? Yeah. Which? Three. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Got three Ooh, red cards in his career. Naughty, Did Jamie Carragher? Jamie Carragher, or more or less than three red oh, cards. Oh, he's trying to tempt me. He actually is because if it was on goals, oh, on goals might be a stat one day. But it's red cards. Carragher, more Carra, than three red cards in his Premier League that, career. Oh, he was a schoolboy. Did you remember that? He was a schoolboy. Less. Oh, Carragher got two. He was a choir boy. You're both, you're both on zero. Carragher. <laughs> Kevin Nolan more or less more he got like 94 <laughs> Martin Keogh more or less than 4 more he was an Obed 6 Kino more or less than 6 <laughs> more he was an Obed 7 Granite Shaka <laughs> more or less than 7 some on my Granite Shaka will get more than 7 but probably not yet 4 he's on 4 though it's and he can't have played anywhere near as many games as Kino probably not even hard Okay, so the next list, I hope you get one because you're both on zero. It's a good nil nil. Yeah. Jim, you can go first. It's tonight's Wolves Palace, result list. You get list A, Jim. Thank you. And it's assists. Ooh. Other ways to thank you for my assists, Ron. So, Jim, (laughs) Aaron Leonard. How many assists you've got? 50 assists. That's that's, that's quite a lot. It's a lot for him. Did Michael Carrick get more or less? Oh, that's harsh. A better player? Play longer, but deeper. deeper. Is he getting them assists? Just I think he's in. getting the hockey assist a lot of the time, Jim. Cook, I think you're right there. I'm gonna go less. We've got a winner. We've got one. He got forty, Plus. so he got ten less. Michael Lerner. Brett Emerton. Fucking hell, oh, more or less finest. than forty. Yes, Blackburn's Blackburn. finest. Yeah, yeah. Australian number man. seven. Australian can yeah. Emerton number right. seven. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Listen, if I walk past this geezer in the street tonight, Bentley. I wouldn't know who he was. No, he's not from around. Be on the door at level. Look. He's in fucking Brisbane, man. Um, you bitch, your copper. Brett Emerton, more than 40 assists. <laughs> nah, he's not, got, he's not got it in him. Oh, is it right winger, Jim? We took dead balls. Less than 40? Yeah, but make a character legend. 30. Oh, see. Another legend. Another. These are some classic naughty's Premier League shouts. David Bentley. More or less than 30. Another Blackburn, number weight. seven. He had a whip. Another number seven. Blackburn as well. He had yeah, more. Yeah. He had... 
he had then Kate Norwich Burris. and Spuds. I'm going to go with yeah. Morstan. Retired at 24, he got less. He got less. He's a fraud. Retired at 28, Jim. You've got to remember these you've things. Got, you've got Michael Carrick and Brett Emerson. Brett Emerson. So you, you are on to. So David Bentley got 24. Did Bobby Zamora get more than 24? This me. Well, just it doesn't matter. Yeah, more. I'll say yeah. Two man striker. Yeah, 34. Mm. Yeah. Jordan Anderson got more than 34 Premier no, League assists. No way. Yeah, he's got 52. Yeah, more assisting. More assists than anybody in that list. One a week. One a week for the year. <laughs> Jordan Anderson, Bentley, Carrick. Agreed. Cookie man. Both can't speak. I you can't need speak. you need two, two to draw, three to win. I would get two. Istanbul. Pascal Gross. Ooh. 29 Premier League assists I'm counting you know what more than a thought including what he's getting tonight and another Blackburn 49. legend probably the Blackburn legend that I think of in the Premier League era Morton Gantz Pedersen more or less Premier League assists than 29 this is a Mr Tuffy I'm going to go more it's more 39 Four, 10 more I'm sticking with the left footed wing wizards with Chris Brunt Chris Another Premier League legend. Not Brunny. More or less Brunny. than Morton Gamps. You've got to go more with Brunny. Premier League assist. You've got to think. Half his career's been at Champ, Jim. You've got to remember these You've got to think he's got 40 to create Gardner himself. Oh, and you know what? You're right, more. 49. 10 more than Morton Gamps. So you draw in. Just make me see clear. One more and you win. I don't want to win. Less. I'm that centre back who's that. I don't want to win. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. More or less assists than 49. Less. Yes, 37. Fuck. I ate him. Cookies won. <laughs> I ate him. I ate him. Keep going. Yes. Can you, can you get the full list? Yes. Ross Barkley, more or less than 37. He's a diamond. More. Less. 20, oh, he's not. 28. <laughs> 28. <laughs> he's a good diamond. <laughs> 28. And as a throwaway, Gary Neville, more or less than 28 Premier League assists. Uh, less. Always oh, past the backs. No, 35. Scrubber. <laughs> he used to bend him in a little bit. Oh. Higher or lower? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listener, it is that time of the episode, the time where we do have to love you and leave you. But fortunately for you lot, this is also the time where we tell you where you can find us when we're not making podcasts. So follow our Twitter and our Insta using the handle at cookiepodcast1. That's at cookiepodcast followed by the number one. And if you want to follow us on our TikTok, just search in The Cookie Podcast and we're available on YouTube in clip format. And that's been episode 154 of the podcast. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. See you